Hi everybody, could be a short show, could be a long show this week. What we're going to cover first is going to be some uh, universal news and updates, and then I'm going to play you uh, an entire performance that we recorded in April of uh, Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees. Enjoy! This is show 325 for the week of May 11th, 2015. You're listening to Universal's Door. Find us at universalsdoor.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. First up in the news, uh, in the uh, Universal News and Updates, will be uh, Nintendo and Universal are teaming up for theme park attractions. This news just came out here in the past week. Kind of came as a shock. I hadn't heard anything from anyone about this, so uh, I think that it sounds like an incredible idea. I'm sure that um, whatever Universal does with it will probably be worked out as well. But I did have some questions along the way for myself, and I thought I would throw those out to everybody out there. Uh, as far as uh, games, this is what they're going to be working with, of course, because it is Nintendo. Uh, I was thinking, okay, what games would I like for them to create attractions for? And the first couple that I came up with, first few that I came up with, were um, Mario. And those could go in Mario Kart, could go Mario Brothers, could go in any direction. Next one was Zelda. This is the one that I think probably has the biggest appeal. As far as merchandising also, um, it could go even in the Harry Potter direction. Uh, next was Donkey Kong, and then Pac-Man. And if anybody's seen the uh, uh, trailers for the Pixels uh, movie with Adam Sandler that's coming out, this could be a fun way to kind of piggyback on that. And I know, if they build an attraction, it's going to be way down the road. But there's some funny things concerning Pac-Man in the trailer for that. So if you haven't seen it, go out there and check it out. And uh, those were pretty much the games that I'd come up with. I know there are a lot of others. Cameron even mentioned in a talk that him and I had off mic about um, Star Fox. And so there are many things that they could do. Uh, hopefully when they build these, you know, it isn't just, uh, just screen games. Those are fun, uh, such as in doing like Toy Story Mania or Buzz Lightyear where you're shooting at things. They could make that a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't anticipate them maybe putting a ton of money into these attractions, but they could, um, especially with the Zelda. So I'm sure that they have plans at this point and the directions that they could take these. So couldn't end up being a lot of fun. Um, what games would you guys like to see? Uh, we'd love to hear you, uh, hear your words on that. So uh, um, just, yeah, uh, email us those, and we'll, we'll include them on the show. You can send those to us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. And let's see here, another thing that I noticed online was that uh, online polling right now of people that would like to see this and are anxious or excited for it is running about 59% of the people polled are saying, yeah, this is a great idea and they're anxious to see it uh, come along. Uh, as far as merchandising, uh, you know, I, I played some of these games. <laughs> Strangely enough, everyone I did not play um, Zelda. And so, but I, I had a ton of friends that did, and so including Cameron. So I talked to him a little bit about that, 
and said, well, what kind of stuff could they merchandise? Were there, were there drinks in there? And he did say there was a, a potion or something like that. So that's when I'm thinking, could they pick through this and come up with the merchandising? And this isn't, you know, when I talk about merchandising, I'm not talking just to, you know, get the money out of your pockets. But as if you've been up in Diagon Alley, if you've been through Hogsmeade, the merchandising is really part of the uh, attraction to the entire area of the park that you can go in and buy these unique things that uh, seem to, you know, obviously that have to do uh, with immersing you into uh, not just an attraction, but the world of whatever it is that you're having, you happen to be going through at that time. Uh, I also thought, well, what food items uh, could they include? I, I, of course, don't know enough about these things, but I'm sure that there are things that they could pick through these, uh, these games and come up with uh, different food items and stuff that, you know, that could make it even a little uh, uh, more immersive section of the, uh, of the park. Uh, my next question was, where in the parks could they put this? The first answer that I had was probably back in where uh, Barney, Fievel, um, well, it's funny because we did a, uh, did a video over it and, and it's like the, there's a water area back in there. Oh, Curious George, water area. Um, and so I, I know then I keep going in the direction of just a kid's area, but maybe they could branch this out a little more to where it is, uh, it breaks that divide to where it's kids friendly, but at the same time, it's also tweens, but at the same time, they are hitting adults that have played these games while they're growing up. Um, that's probably the most useful area that I could think of, uh, in the land that they have left without, um, and jeopardizing another area I, I guess too at the same time there are rumors out there that they're dealing right now on Marvel with uh, Disney so maybe they'll get rid of some of that area maybe who knows maybe they'll get rid of some of the tune area uh, and possibly stick it up in there and that may even fit better I don't know those are questions that uh, I kind of thought well those are things to think about and I know it's all you know, just speculating at this point as to where it'll be, when it'll be, how it'll happen. But um, that's kind of what makes this fun sometimes is to think about it and talk about it before it happens and then see what happens when it actually comes true. All right. And the big also the big news coming out of this past week was um, uh, the first release and uh, first things that we've actually heard officially uh, from from Universal about uh, the King Kong attraction. So that has actually been officially announced that it will be called uh, Reign of Kong, and uh, that will open in the summer of 2016. Uh, there's actually a, a little bit of audio here from uh, a video they made that went up on YouTube, and it shows you some splash scenes and stuff from what the attraction's gonna look like. If you do look at this, and then you look at how the attraction's looking in real life uh, in some videos it looks surprisingly close to it and uh, so yeah you can check that out I'm also going to play just the audio part of Mike West speaking and he's the guy who actually is a creative designer for the Universal Parks I think just Orlando uh, he's also though the one who worked on uh, this attraction he's the creative designer for this attraction and this is not his first go around he actually, uh, his first go around with Universal was the uh, Simpsons ride. And that was doing the redo on that and taking it from Back to the Future to the Simpsons. So uh, before that, Mike worked as an Imagineer in Disney. 
And there's a quote out there from him um, that says uh, he left Disney because and came to Universal because Universal builds things. And he uh, just felt as though he was in too many meetings and stuff all the time with Disney and not just getting an opportunity to just build something, but always sitting in a room discussing building it. And so I, I don't know if that's a quote. Uh, I heard that come through, uh, I believe, Jim Hill. Uh, and so it, that's, I'm sure it's a paraphrase of what he said. And, but it makes sense. Uh, if you are somebody who wants to move along quicker, as we all know, you know uh, it does take Disney some time to build something, uh, such as Avatar Land. You know, we're looking at probably seven to eight years before it's completed. And probably going to be five years or more for Star Wars Land. So uh, where Universal right now tends to be pushing these things out about every two to three years. So uh, if you want to stay busy as a uh, creative designer or a designer for theme parks, this is probably the place to be right now. Anyway, and that believe me, everybody, I, that's nothing against Disney. Disney does what they have to do. Uh, what, uh, you know, my son and I had, Connor and I had this uh, talk about it, and I said, you could find, you know, um, 20 years from now, that a lot of these attractions and areas, lands that they're building in the Universal Parks begin to break apart and erode because of how fast they put them together. Um, and Disney's could stick around like they've always done. And so this is, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we're only going to see, you know, throughout time. It's not going to play out right now, but 20 years from now, we'll see how it all plays out. So let me play you that little piece of audio, and then I'll be right back, and we'll talk a little more after that. For the past 25 years, Universal Orlando Resort has been delivering incredible guest experiences. And now we are really, really excited to announce a brand new attraction called Skull Island Reign of Kong. The new attraction will be located at Universal's Islands of Adventure, and soon you'll be able to make out the Great Wall with its massive temple gates, which will serve as a beautiful backdrop to our iconic entrance. Once on Skull Island, you'll board revolutionary ride vehicles to begin your expedition, but it quickly turns into a fight for survival as you encounter creatures of unknown origin, and even the Great Kong himself. We have massive sets massive ride vehicles, massive characters and creatures, a massive story. The entire experience is really going to be larger than life. All right, you noticed in that audio too how um, uh, Mike continued to mention uh, that everything about this traction will be massive. And the rumor is that they're going to be using massive animatronics in this and less screen technology, hopefully less to no screen technology. Uh, screen technology's kind of had its time uh and it's great in transformers it's also great i mean they've used it in um uh, escape from gringotts they've used it in forbidden journey they've used it in a lot of things but um i really think that they're at this point trying to beat uh other places who've been using it uh, especially disney back to the punch of animatronics if anybody had done the king kong attraction that was in universal before uh it actually had some large animatronics in it and that was actually part of the reason why they uh, took that that attraction away because there were too many problems of trying to keep the animatronics running but they were impressive there's actually a video out there online if you want to uh, go out and check it out uh, there's actually some pretty good video that you can see what that attraction looked like when it was around that's you know hopefully the direction they're going to go in um, I'm also thinking that maybe they're trying to beat Disney to the uh, punch with Avatar uh, this is going to be a lush green area, as from what it's looking. 
Uh, it's gonna, it looks like right now it's all gonna be under roof. It's a huge structure over there. And so they can put a lot of stuff, of course, underneath the roof there, which keeps you in air conditioning, uh, keeps you immersed more into the attraction and helps them to control the environment and what's going on there even more. Um, and once again, I just want to reiterate, this isn't a universal against Disney thing. This is a competitive thing between two businesses. And as I've said in the past, we are the, uh, we, we get the reward out of this. So I hope that they keep going kind of head to head here and working to beat the other because we're going to see incredible things come out of it just because of, um, because of this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this ride, in case you want to know, this attraction will be, I think it's right across from the Jurassic Park River Adventure. And so I know a lot of people have said that's not going to match up so well with the Jurassic Park storyline and all that. So we'll see what they do to kind of separate that. And uh, But it does look somewhat the same. It just doesn't fit into story, of course, because they are two different stories. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what they do with that. I'm sure uh, with this well, as they've done, with the um with the harry potter lands and with the simpsons land and you know even with the simpsons land in hollywood they're doing some stuff out there that's really cool uh as far as um in case anybody hasn't heard they're building the, the simpsons land uh they built super silly fun land and they're building um uh the harry potter land harry potter land like hogsmeade out in uh, hollywood uh, they've got just some additions to those things. Super Silly Fun Land is kind of the um, the um, Despicable Me uh, on steroids. They've kind of blown it up to much larger. As you'll see in, in Florida, there is no Super Silly Fun Land. Basically, you have uh, Gru's House, and that is the Despicable Me attraction. So they've expanded that some out in Hollywood. Let's see here, the Simpsons area uh, is much larger. You even see the nuclear power plant and stuff that Homer worked at. And the funny thing is, I guess they're doing a, a crisis mode there about every half an hour. There's a crisis at the nuclear power plant. You see the lights dim, sirens go off, all that. Uh, so even if you're just walking through the area, you're, you're getting to be a part of what's happening. So all that's kind of cool. Um, they are, of course, offering the same things uh, as far as uh, fast food boulevard, stuff like that. So that's going to be about the same out there. All right, I don't want to get too much into uh, uh, out of Orlando stuff right now, or that could go on forever because they do have uh, stuff going on all over the world as far as new parks that they're building and things like that. did want to come back, though, too, to uh, the summer of 2016 opening of Skull Island. And at the same time, they're going to be opening Sapphire Falls, which is their new deluxe hotel. And that'll also be in the summer of 2016. Just to give you a little bit of information on that, it will be a deluxe. In the deluxe, you also get free express pass. So if that's something that you like, you know, something that will get you to the front of the line quicker to do uh, attractions, uh, then that's definitely going to be worth the money remember to and I, I know I always push this but I just want to continue to do that so that people maybe those that haven't heard it well here and that is if you're going to be there more than two days get your uh, AP and you'll pass and use those discounts on staying uh, on parks uh, if you want to hear more about the AP we actually did uh, show 316, you'll find it up on the UniversalStore.com website. Listen to it. There's actually even a document with it. 
that you can see how the annual pass breaks down, has all current pricing, stuff like that, and you'll see how quickly you can actually save all the money that you had on the annual pass. You can recoup that back and uh, not have anything more into your trip. And at the same time, you'll be staying in a in nicer, even more deluxe accommodations for uh, the same amount of money that you would have stayed even in the values. So anyway, uh, just remember, free express pass, AP discounts. Um, the Sapphire Falls is basically across from where the um, cabana is. But uh, it's going to have boat access. So if you don't want to take the walking path, which takes about 10 minutes or so to get to the parks, you can actually climb a boat. Boat will probably get you there in about the same 10 minutes, but you're not going to be walking. It is absolutely, too, a, a gorgeous ride or walk either way. Uh, we just put a, a walking path video up out on uh, youtube.com slash these amazing places. Go out there and check that out. You can see what the entire walk looks like. You can see what the waterway looks like, where the boats run through. I think we even have some boats come past us during the time that we were doing our walk. And uh, it's really just so lush and very nice, very nice through there. Uh, so anyway, so that'll have boat access uh, from, from Sapphire Falls. Is it worth the extra cost for Sapphire Falls? Um, well, if you consider in the uh, uh, idea that you get free express pass, could, which could be 80, I mean 50 to maybe 80 dollars a day per person, uh, then you can take that also with your AP discount. You can take that off the cost of what it's, uh, well, what it'll cost you to stay there. And so, you know, average that in. Well, it still costs to park at uh, Sapphire Falls like it does at Cabana. I think they've actually lowered that rate. I had heard at first it was like $17 a day. I believe now it's $12 a day. Okay, and I've got one, just one other rumor thing in there. Uh, there has been rumors out there that they will be eliminating the Twister attraction and uh, hopefully putting the Ghostbusters attraction back into there. Rethemed and redone as with the new movies that will be coming out for Ghostbusters. So only time will tell. I do believe from what I've heard in the past that the Ghostbusters attraction was already housed where the, um, the Twister attraction is. So it would basically just flipping it right back to that. But hopefully uh, this time it will be an attraction and not just a show. I think before it was just a Ghostbusters show. So only time will tell if that happens. So anyway, I think that uh, as far as news, that's all I have for you right now. If you haven't yet, get out there and check out all of our stuff on universalsdoor.com uh, or go out and check out our videos on youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces. Now what I've got for you uh, is the entire performance from beginning to end of Celestine and Warbeck. If you haven't heard them, we also have and seen them. We actually have a video out there also done in uh, 1080 resolution, 60 frames per second. It's crystal clear and uh, you can catch that out there on our YouTube channel. And last but not least, everybody, if you haven't done so, please go out and subscribe to us on iTunes and out there on YouTube. We could uh, definitely use the subscriptions on both, and uh, we'd also love to hear from you all. So anyway, enjoy this performance, and we'll be back with you again in a week. Bye.
a live performance direct from Diagon Alley, featuring that musical marvel, that delectable diva, the spectacular singing sorceress herself, Celestina Wolfman!
Woo!